Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Rainstock Play. We are here with an IPL auction special um, to round up everything that happened uh, on Thursday. A great little auction televised um, on Sky for the first time in a while. Uh, we're going to break down every team, every auction bid, every weird buy, every good buy, every bad buy, every buy in the middle. Um, but first, let's introduce you to the panel. Zach, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Dan? Yeah, very good. Lots of cricket going on at the minute, isn't there? Lots to keep up with, but I guess I guess that's what we're here to do. That's our job. Uh, Will, how are you? I'm very good. I'm back to my natural habitat, which is being frustrated about Rajasthan on Rain's Top Play. <laughs> yeah. This is where old podcast listeners and new ones will be introduced to IPL Will, uh, a frustrated man who doesn't quite get what he wants from his team. Um, we'll come more on to that as, as we go through the pod. Um, but we must start with some news because, as I said, Plenty going on in the world of cricket at the minute. Um, the PSL has started, if we're talking franchise cricket. Um, a fascinating tournament. I'm already in love with it. Um, Lord Gower is on commentary. Uh, he's come out of nowhere, out of retirement, to do a bit of commentary. Dominic Cork's on there as well, who's okay from an English perspective. Sponsorships, boys. Have we enjoyed them? There is a cracking tea sponsor. The other day, it went to one of the scorers, who was like really inconspicuously... like. Couldn't quite handle the camera being on him. Didn't didn't enjoy it so much. But there's some good tea sponsorship. The Gillette Close Shave Countdown. I'm enjoying that. And the Brighto Paints Colourful Drive. Um, Will, has this got anything on, on the IPL's, you know, sponsorship? Well, the Altros is the best sponsorship of all time. We're all yeah. we're all agreed on that. Have you, have you noticed that the, the test matches in India have got a new car sponsor? And it's not the Altros? Which it's, I find uh, pretty... It's- it's a Hyundai, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's just not, it, it doesn't look as safe or as the gold standard to me, quite frankly. So I don't think I'd be purchasing one of them. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Dan. I also haven't heard much about the sound system either. So, <laughs> you know, just, just no, seems a bit average, enough. doesn't it? There's nothing special about it. Um, on the cricket, though, Lewis Gregory the other night, Zach, a guy who I've given a lot of stick on this podcast, had a, had a great night, didn't he? He, um, oh, he won a game for his team. I can't remember his team name. Islamabad United, who of I course. think are going to be lots of lots of English people's favourite team. They've got Alex Hales, Phil Salt opening up together. They've got Lewis Gregory. I, I really thought that was who Darwin Milan was going to play for as well, but I think Darwin Milan has has been replaced because he's in the England white ball side. But I thought I'm not sure there was there was talk of that that meaning he would play for the first half. But I think because of bubbles and the like, they've just that he's not playing. But probably wrong about that but yeah lewis gregory 49 from 31 and then two for 31 in the first innings as well he can bowl he can bat is he going to be is he going to be england's finisher at this world cup now i mean that's my kind of nightmare um please refer to old podcasts for why i don't like him so much but good for lewis um tom banton's out there struggling he looked pretty ugly again today monday we were recording here he looked he looked pretty naff um, also in that team, Chris Gale's now coming in at three because of the Banton. Safra's open for a bit. Some other young kid open today. A little bit strange um, over there. So hopefully he does well. Samit Patel, who was described by uh, David Gower as still rolling around in the franchise leagues. I thought that might have been a, a hint at his weight. Not too not too appreciative of that. Um, who else from England? Did you say Phil Salt is there? Yeah, Phil Salt's there. 
Um, David Fees is not from England, but obviously he's there. And oh, he's, he's Cole Packish, right. isn't he? He's a Sussex lad. Um, he's, he's English in, in, at heart, at least in my eyes. Um, so, yeah, that's on Sky for, for UK viewers. Um, you know, a, a pretty good tournament, an enjoyable one. And please look out for those sponsors. They're so, so much fun. Uh, the Gillette Close Shaves, my, my, just leading it for me at the minute. The tea's close. Um, New Zealand and Australia are playing each other, boys. That's, um, you know, a good, good-ish game. Well, it was a good game last night. Uh, New Zealand won by 53 runs in the first T20i. Um, Devon Conway, 99 not out for Devon. Um, his fifth consecutive T20i 50. It's the first time a New Zealand has ever done that. And only the fourth player in T20i history, history to be not out on 99 at the end. Can anyone name any others for me very quickly of uh, T20 men's batsmen stranded on 99? Oh, Milan. Good. Yeah, that was recent. When, when was that? That was the South Africa tour, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I have seen the thing you said about it. About oh, well, don't ruin them, it then. Let's so... see if we'll let's but see if Darren we'll out that. David Milan. That was the nice obvious one. Will, have you got any absolutely rogue ones? Is it Hardik Pandya? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So you can mention him. Yes. <laughs> the other, well, actually, Zach, I've forgotten the other one, so I'm glad you've seen it. Luke Wright was 99, not out. Oh, no, I can't remember the other one. Other than I can't Luke remember Wright. the other one now. Um, I'm going to let you scroll through your phone, Zach, and I'm going to carry on with the news and then, you know, come back to me on that. Anyway, oh, he's got it. Mohammed Hafiz. Mohammed Hafiz. I knew, I, I knew it was a Pakistani player. I didn't think it was a Freedy. Anyway, um, that's that's a fun fact for you. Anyway, New Zealand won by miles. Australia got bowled out for 131. Ish Sodi took four for 28. Uh, Australia looked pretty rubbish, to be honest. Um, Aaron Finch looked terrible. Uh, Zach, you noticed actually all the RCB players had a really, really bad day um, in this international. Who, who else have we got to look at from RCB? Who did bad here? Jameson, was it? Yeah, Jameson took one for 32 from his three overs. Thank you to uh, Matt Roller, from who works for ESPN, who, who did a great little uh, tweet about this. Kane Richardson got five from five balls and went for 42 off his four overs. Daniel Sams, who signed for RCB out of nowhere, took two for 40 and got one from three balls. And Philippi, two from three. Zampa, Zampa hit 13 runs, but went for 20 off his three overs. You know, nothing special there. Yeah, so something to look out for there in that little international series of players coming into the IPL with some form. Uh, two more T20Is to go on there. And I think some ODIs as well, probably. Don't quote me on it. Um, let's look elsewhere. Oh, today, Marcus Druskothic has been offered uh, a full-time role uh, in the England setup as batting coach. Um, we see a lot of like batting consultants come in and out, Jack Callis on the Sri Lanka tour. But that looks to be a full-time role for Druskothic, which is great. Uh, sticking with England, England women are touring New Zealand starting... Tuesday morning, UK, 1am. Not a great time to watch it if you're an England fan, really. Pretty inconvenient. But do keep an eye on how the women do out there. And Joffre Archer has Wi-Fi, boys. Are we happy about that? Did, did we see the tweet this morning? I saw it, yeah, and I'm very happy for him. I was, I was really worried for him when, the other day when he was tweeting that it wasn't going to work. I kind of... I tweeted one of I I sent it to one of my friends and said this was what this was this would be what it would be like if they for us if they cancelled cricket again, like so we had no live sport and I thinking about that I was thinking wow I, I don't know what I'd do, but yeah I'm really happy for Joffre I'm glad he's got you know he's got his he's got his cod back and he's going to be able to you know game all night and prepare mentally for the Test match. Well, this is it. This is only this is good signs for England from a test match perspective. He's gonna be in good mood. He can put his mind to one side, play a bit of Xbox, and come and beat India in this third test. And I can't sit down with you two boys and not chat about uh, the test match that's coming up Wednesday morning. It starts in the UK, 9 a.m. We did a bit of a preview at the end of our review pod, but you know things have happened, boys. Anything you want to say before this test match, Will? Anything changed in the India camp, or are you still pretty hopeful? The chatter I've been seeing is all about the pink ball and the seam, etc. But I'm still worried it's going to be, um, you know, a raging turner. I saw someone tweet the the surface of Mars, saying your live pictures from Ahmedabad. Um, you know, when that when that when that thing landed there the other day. Um, but yeah, what do you reckon? A beautiful looking stadium, by the way. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be certainly be interesting with both those dynamics going on. Maybe we can have loads of spin for the Indians and throw in a pink ball for the English and see what <laughs> happens. Give give the bowlers everything in this game. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really excited. I think I hope it'll be a good even game. Comes on at 9am UK time, which is much oh. more civilised for us on terrestrial TV. So it's, it's a great time for the country. Perfect recipe, isn't it? We've had, we've had the good news from Boris today, or at least a, an idea of what might be going on. You know, the weather's it's getting lighter later. I can I can feel some warmth. It's all looking up, boys, isn't it? 
Um, for England, Zach, what do we reckon? Um, Crawley coming back in, I hope. Bairstow's got to be a shoe-in for me. Bairstow a shoe-in, I think. Absolute shoe-in. First name on the team sheet, ahead of Root. <laughs> <laughs> I just really worry about Bairstow's front pad and the gap between it and his bat, you know, because against a pink, you know, Bumrah bowling with a pink ball. I know the kind of thing with the pink ball is it swings more early on, but then actually probably doesn't end up swinging as much. But I think the kind of, you know, the conditions in the in the evening session make make a difference as well. But Bairstow in at three, I'm not so sure. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Beautiful. Well, I'm confident about it, Zach. I, don't, I can tell you're not. Oh, well. Um, so that's very exciting. That starts on Wednesday, 9am in the UK. We'll obviously have our review pod as and when that test finishes, hopefully five days later from an England perspective, because if it's four, I imagine we've lost. Sorry, just just an outside shout for someone who could open for England. Is, oh, uh, so there, there, are actually only, there are only three batsmen to average 45 plus opening the batting since 1980. Minimum two. Stop innings. it. <laughs> Jack Leach. It's, yeah. it's Jack Leach. But... <laughs> is, is this the Jack Leach stat, stat of the episode? Because I was going to try and get one in, in, in during our IPL chat somehow. But is this it, Zach? Uh, what does Jack Leach it's average it. exactly so we can make this an official stat? Well, I don't know what he averages exactly. Oh, sorry, I just I put you on the spot there. Yeah, you put you on the spot. But there are only three batsmen to average 45 plus opening the batting since 1980. That's Minimum two in it. So oh. Jack Leach, Dom Sibley, and Michael Vaughan, even though Dom Sibley won't average that now, <laughs> no. he did average that when this, that was a thing in July last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still, that's class. Thank you for your, for our um, Jack Leach stat of the, the week. Nice job getting that in, in an IPL special. Very good. Okay, right. Let's get on to the IPL now. We're now we're here. That'll that'll do for the news. Um, the auction took place on Thursday. It was the first one I've watched, boys, but I loved it. A few takeaways. Loved the guy who was sort of hosting the whole thing. Um, very posh, genial sort of English man. Um, the high tea break that was very cricket. Uh, Rajasthan best dressed. Also youngest man in charge. We'll come on to him. I think in a bit. Um, CSK for the best mask wearers. Um, and yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great sort of event. Um, we'll go through team by team who got who. Because there's some quite big stories come out of it. We'll start with Rajasthan. And that's not just because you're here, Will. Although it is, obviously, because you're here. A big Rajasthan fan. Probably pulling the headline of the auction out. Signing Chris Morris for, you know, one or two billion pounds, dollars, whatever it was. A lot of money for Chris Morris. What did you reckon to that? Well, it's definitely the biggest headline, as you said. I've just I've I've googled Rajasthan Royals, and according to the internet, the first thing that comes up is we are the Moneyball team of the IPL. So the oh, question really? is: Is Chris Morris a Moneyball signing? Then is that Chris what Chris Morris is a Moneyball signing, according <laughs> to the internet? Um, so well, is he? And by the way, I've if, in my hunt now to discover um, the Moneyball background behind Rajasthan. Um, we were chatting beforehand about the surprisingly young English guy who seems to be in charge bloke called Jake McCrum, who apparently has spent three years working in investments in London and then turns up as the chief operating officer at the Rajasthan Royals. So, so money ball. Look, that's the, that's the maybe, Jonah Hill of that, isn't it? He's the Jonah Hill of this whole thing. He's the Jonah Hill, and maybe he's a genius and this will all work out. Um, it looks a little bit random to me. Um, yeah, what are your first impressions then? First impressions, look, good signing, and he does fill a niche which Rajasthan needs, uh, but it's a lot of money, and there are gaping holes in other areas which we haven't addressed and yet again it's spending big on an overseas player which we've already got too many of to fit into a side rather than trying to build an actually consistent base of good young Indian players um, obviously to be fair to him he can't decide his price he, it got so high because Mumbai and Punjab also wanted him so I guess fair enough Rajdan went after the guy that they wanted um, and I think the best way to look at him as a positive signing is to see him as a like-for-like replacement for Tom Curran who was at Rajasthan last season, didn't really play the back end of it because Stokes came back so they had too many international players. And if we compare them like for like, they both tended to bowl death overs. Um, Tom Curran had an economy of just over 11. Uh, Chris Morris had an economy of 6.6. So that's a big improvement. And we saw one of the big problems for Rajasthan was that Jofra comes in and bowls the first couple of overs. And then we leak a load of runs because we try and bring the Indian spinners on. So Joff comes back and bowls his third and fourth far too early and we've got nothing at the death. So from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Um, the problem with it is we've let Steve Smith and Tom and Curran both go. And Chris Morris is sort of pitched as the big money signing to replace 
both of those, but really he's just doing Tom Curran's job, at which point we're saying that Sandrew Samson, uh, Ben Stokes and Josh Butler basically have to do all of the batting for Rajasthan this season, and that's it. Um, and there's very little spin to speak of whatsoever. Um, so it's not a bad signing. It's probably a little bit too much money, but I respect that they've got the player they want, but it doesn't really solve the problems in this team. He was sort of, and as you said, the reason he went up so much was because he that kind of player, the death bowler who can definitely bat a little. And we saw when he came into the RCB team last year how effective he was. There's just a, a demand for that kind of player, and that's why his price went that high. So yeah, if we take away the price, it's pretty astute stuff from Rajasthan. You put the price in there and you, you kind of have to double take and go, Chris Chris Morris, okay, cool. He became the most expensive player ever, had he like Yuvraj Singh in his heyday, which is what the people have questioned a little bit. Um, but yeah, some good points. What do you reckon, Zach? Will's, Will sounds op- optimistic, but also cautious of what Rajasthan are missing a little bit. Yeah, I really thought, because I'm just actually looking at the linkedin of jake mccrum i thought you would when you said about is it a good signing at first first impressions i thought yeah jake mccrum good <laughs> thing. I, me me and him we've me and him me and jake mccrum we actually go way back we went to we both went to university of leeds uh he also went to the same university in america for his year abroad as glenn did which is just really random wow these connections yeah. this is huge yeah i should definitely I should definitely connect with him on LinkedIn because yeah. you know, that's a connection. Yeah. But yeah, I actually, I'm going to say it for the first time and the first time of many times in this podcast, I'm sure. I think Chris Morris gives Rajasthan a bit of balance. There it is. Because There's the B word. I, th- I think I they, agree though, mate. What did they need more than anything? I know I know Smith is a, is a bit of a loss, but what do they need more than anything? They needed support. They needed support for Jofra. Jofra couldn't do it all on his own. He was doing it all on his own last time and it was it was it was it was a bit painful to watch at points. Joffre, you know, just carrying the side on his own, even with the bat as well. He did it, and yeah. his, Morris's stats speak a lot more than I think of for him as a player. To be fair, his, his strike rate of 157 across his IPL career and 23.95 batting average. It's not bad. I mean, his, his, he only scored 34 runs last season at an average of eight, but he still had a good strike rate. So that's kind of what you need. And yeah, I think it's a good signing. And it, it was kind of, I felt like they were, they were just trying to move Stokes to wherever they could fit him into the lineup last year. And he didn't really have a place, but he can probably have a middle order place back. Now Smith's gone and uh, yeah, I mean, you are right. I don't know who else is really kicking about in the middle order. They signed Shivam Dube who could do a job, but you know, it's all on Tawatia again, isn't it really? <laughs> Well, that's it, Will. How do you expect this team to line up with these new signings? I think that makes a great point about Stokes' positioning. They always struggled with the openers. Um, with Stokes and Butler opening was a bit strange in, in last year's IPL. So what happens here? I think Smith isn't such a loss. You know, I think he only confused things. I would tend to agree with that. I just think that he still leaves an absence where we haven't really got anyone extra to fill it. Um, I'd agree that having Stokes in that kind of you know, lower middle order place is probably more natural for him in the IPL, but we don't really have enough good batsmen to be able to to fill, you know, the gap between him and the openers. So I'd imagine it would be Sampson and Butler opening and then whoever you can fit in and Stokes coming in at four. That works for me. I think that's 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 all right. I mean, is the middle order batting really that light that you have to put Stokes in at four? And nobody else that can well, it was, there. Well, it was Robin Atapa last year. He's gone. Oh, um, Tawatia was coming in at six, which feels that generous. Feels yeah, <laughs> it feels, feels a little high. bit high. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, unless Dubé comes in and bats in the middle order, they're ahead of... I mean, I don't, I don't know at that point. There's really not much to work with. It'll be interesting to see. And I think the bit that fascinated me the most is like in this auction as a player, you're just sat at home watching the stream of it or whatever. And imagine seeing your price go up that much. Imagine Chris Morris sat there thinking, oh, you know, nice to get a contract, you know, I don't know, maybe half of what he actually went for. He's still a good player, but yeah, good for him. Good for him. Um, so yeah, the headline uh, grabbers were ready to stand there, but should we look at RCB who spent big um, and to a lot of people's surprise and confusion Kyle Jameson went for 1,500 lakh. Um, I learned a lot about Indian currency on Thursday, which I enjoyed. And I, I think I'm getting it right. 
Uh, Glenn Maxwell was probably their big signing, a big fight. I think it was with CSK on the day. Went for just over 1,400 lakh. And then Dan Christian went for 480 lakh, which was, uh, that was my favourite signing. Good good for Dan Christian. But, Zach, what, what do you reckon for the for RCB? They spent big. They got very little left in their purse from what was a large purse to start with. What do you think to these sort of three marquee signings? Well, I think it was a bit chaotic. And it's it was a bit, I don't know, it was a bit mental from the team that usually does mental things at this point in the year. You know, considering they they, they let so they let go Umesh Yadav, Chris Morris, Udana, and then Stain Dale Stain's pulled out, which meant they needed they needed some pace bowlers. They do have Siraj and Saini, who Siraj obviously was really good in parts last year, but was good when it was green. They've also got they have got Kane Richardson who pulled out last year for uh, family reasons. So that's that's kind of a almost like a new signing, but he was really poor in the well, he wasn't really poor. He was you know, below the standard you'd expect from him in the BBL. So I'm not not hopeful in that. But then Maxwell didn't hit one six last year. Who who were they all watching? When, when were they watching Maxwell from? Like, was, and Jameson, you know, like he's never played in the IPL. He's never played in the IPL. He's not played that much T20I cricket. I don't think he's ever played in a franchise tournament before. And has kind of created himself and fair play like I, I like Jameson I wanted to see him do well but he's very much unproven so that much money for him is seems a bit silly but Dan Christian doesn't not win tournaments so surely they're favourites now yeah I for me that's it simple as I think bookies should start paying out immediately because Dan Christian's on their side and I think that was good money for him as well but I agree Zach to take the best part of 3,000 lakh and drop it on a man who didn't hit a six in the whole tournament and a man who has very little experience is very bold. And when there's a lot of good players out there that went unsold for very little money, um, you know, we're not talking about money being the issue here so much because it's, it's, it's not, but I feel like they could have spent that better elsewhere. Um, they've signed a player called Sachin Baby, who, as we were saying, Will, just before we went on record, we thought that was Arjun Tendulkar, just a different way to put that, but no, he went to Mumbai. Otherwise, I don't know many of these names and they went for very little money. They went for... 20 lakh each so they spent a lot on three and then very little on, on another six players what did you reckon to rcb i think i agree with zach it was a bit a bit chaotic whilst the guys who were bidding seemed quite calm a lot of fist bumping when they got their man but i, I tend to disagree yeah I, I would agree with that completely and agree with zach and i I was I was nailed on. I'd put all my colours to the wall here, and I, I was convinced Steve Smith was going to RCB. It felt inevitable. It's a very early <laughs> signing. Right. They let. Yeah. It felt right. They let Aaron Finch go, and I just thought, well, there you go. You get another Australian into Open. It's going to happen. Um, which they did bid for him, but apparently they decided that they were okay to bid two crore, but not two point three. That was their line. Well, that um, was too much, quite <laughs> frankly, in their massive purse. Um, so I, I kind of agree with you that I'm not quite sure that they've fixed the problems that they needed to fix. The bowling has got a little bit lighter. I think um, Amesh is a weird one to let go because he he was went for very, very cheap and could do a pretty decent job. Yeah. Um, and it puts a, a pretty big amount of pressure on uh, Padakal at the top of the order, who's still very, very young and is now the more experienced part of that opening partnership. Um, unless they put Kane Richardson up to open, but I assume it'll be Josh Philippi. But either way, that's looks a little bit weaker than it was last season. Uh, just so you know, I actually drafted the tweet tagging you saying, Will has called this when they were going to get Steve Smith. I drafted it <laughs> and then they lost him. So I, you know, it was really annoying. I tagged you and I said, Will has called this for, a, been calling this for a long time now. Well done. Because it was looking like they were good. They were the ones to get him. Yeah. But yeah. We missed out on some premium Twitter content there. For goodness sake, that would have been that could have gone off. That could have gone viral. You never know. Not, good job, Zach, though. You're on it. You're on it. And lucky, Will. It was a good shout. Let's move on to your team, Zach. KKR. Uh, what did you make of their auction? Uh, Shaki Balasan, uh, Harbhajan Singh. What the hell is going on? That, for me, is a straight red card. I've got no respect for that. For 2,000 lakh, uh, 200 lakh, excuse me, 200 lakh, not, not 2,000. Um... What, what's going on? What's happening over there? I mean, if you could sign the person who sits fifth on the all-time wicket-taking list for the IPL, Jeez. would you sign him? No. <laughs> Why not? Well, no. Okay, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. I see how you're spinning that. But but 
do they need? Okay, I don't know this. I'm genuine question. Do they need a spinner? Obviously they did, but was there a better option out there? I'm going to scroll through the unsold players as you answer this. Why Harbajan? I understand he's got the experience, but what's going on? I think I think the thing is is that we forget that the only reason he didn't play in the last IPL was because he didn't want to go to the UAE for family reasons. He didn't want to leave his family for that extended period of time. And he did play for Chennai the year before. I'm not 100% sure. Well, he did. I feel like he took loads of wickets, but there's absolutely no guarantee that that's true. But I think the thing was is that KKR needed a spinner. They needed a spinner because Kuldeep has just, you know, fallen off a cliff when it comes to T20 play. It has, didn't play, played a couple of games and just didn't bowl last year, which is really weird. And Chakravarti was really good, but a breakout star. And although he's, you know, he's not young, he needed, you know, he needs some support. He needs a, he needs a mentor, a senior player who's seen it all and done it all. And, you know, who better than Harbhajan Singh and arguably my favourite player from the 2019 World Cup, Shakib Al-Hassan. Yeah, I love who, I love Shakib. That's a huge signing. Who also won the IPL with KKR in 2012 and 2014. Well, there we go. Well, you, uh, KKR now favourites because of that. I thought we just we just paid out an RCB a minute ago, Zach. We've got we to gotta try and give our listeners some good advice here. <laughs> this, is, this is the problem, is that, that Christian, they were in for Christian for a while, KKR, and I was like, They've got Shakib back and they're in for Christian. No one, no one is stopping KKR this year. I mean, but, Adil Rashid yeah. went unsold for 150 lakh. That's English bias because clearly there's no market for him because he's just not never getting bought up. What What are we seeing, Will, that the Indian market isn't, do you think? Or an IPL or a PSL just doesn't want because all the numbers are there on him. I think it's amazing, and I'd have loved Rajasthan to take a point on him. He seems like a useful bloke to have around, but um, I, I mean, I guess he's just—he's just a leg spinner, and there's there's not really a shortage of them around yeah. the place in India. So fair enough. Um, there's so many Indian ones that it, it kind of doesn't matter, does it? It's kind of pointless. KKR famously in the um in the previously named podcast on the IPL, um, famously we said they were not even frauds because they promised nothing at all. They were the <laughs> dullest team in the tournament. And looking at the players they've signed, they remain so. Um, I just can't well even see them offering any entertainment. They've even they've not got Tom Banton this season, have they? They've let him go. So there's not a huge amount of joy there. Um, Harpajan sings fun. And to to reference his, uh, his last season in the IPL, he actually did pretty well. He took 16 wickets from 11 games at an average of seven. So... Decent. Oh, well, ex- excuse me from earlier then. Harbishan, <laughs> Zach, I'm sorry. That's a, that's an astute piece of business from the KKR. The thing is, the thing is, I think for, I think for KKR, what they wanted to do was get players who could... So Morgan's going to play and Pat Cummins is going to play cause, just because they paid so much for Pat Cummins. Then they needed players who could replace Sunil Narayan, who has just been terrible. So Shakib Al-Hassan is just a better version of Sunil Narayan, a spinning all-rounder. And they need someone who can maybe fill the gap for Russell, which would have been Dan Christian. But actually, they didn't seem to sign anyone for that. But then instead, they could play Lockie Ferguson, who was really good in his little bit. And I'd actually maybe play him over Pat Cummins, but they're never going to do that. But I would potentially do that. I see what you're saying, but they can't. They spent so much money. They just can't. Um, where was Shaqib last? I can't remember him last in the IPL. Was it, was it at KKR all those years ago? Or has he been knocking around a different franchise recently? I think he was at Sunrisers when they got to the final a couple years, three years ago now. Yeah. I mean, he's a great player. He's That's going to be a, that's the one fun element. I think him and Harbajan have done something like, as Will said, added some, some fun to a really boring franchise. We'll come on to the most boring franchise later. Sorry, Zach. We're kind of ganging up on you here. Um, let's move on to the newly uh, rebranded Punjab Kings. Is this their year? The, the rebrand... A decent auction for my money. I am a Punjab Kings fan, so a bit of bias here. Um, you know, through and through me, Punjab Kings. Let's have a look. Uh, Jai Richardson, Riley Meredith, Moises Enriques, very Australian flavour to this one. And David Milan for 150 lakh, a bargain. The number one T20 batsman in the world for 150 lakh. Take it out of my account. That's how I'd, I'd spend that much. Um, all good from my perspective, boys. Um, we're going to win it this year. I love the bowling attack there, and the rebrand's all good. What do we think? Am I getting a bit excited, Will? No, I think you're actually pretty much on point. And maybe I, I boldly predicted Sunrisers 
early doors <laughs> last season, and I'm I'm tempted to give a little uh, Punjab Kings pick this year because I think they've, they've done early. excellent business early. Um, my favourite part about that rebrand, by the way, is that we've now got the Punjab Kings and the Chennai Super Kings, which just feels like Chennai have one-upped them so needlessly. Um, if, if you had fresh the IPL <laughs> and didn't realise that the rebrand came after, you'd be like, yep. well, Chennai just went, we want Kings, but we're going to be super. We're going to be even better. <laughs> what what why is it about the, the, the rebrand? I'm just going to write it down in front of me. Is You know, every team's got a little sort of, you know, it's like an acronym. It'll be like RCB or something. It, Punjab Kings, instead of being just PK, Punjab Kings, was PBKS. It took me half of the auction to work out what PBKS meant. And I was like, oh, Punjab Kings. It's their little shortened name. So they've, like, they've got a chance to rebrand and they went for PBKS. It looks like a, a peanut butter brand or something. I don't know. Not great for me. But yeah, thank you. Well, I think Punjab Kings have done well. Um, and this could be their year. And Will, you were the first person on Rains.play slash old podcast name to get a half decent shout right so i hope that is correct um zach do you do you follow in our optimism i think there's reason to be optimistic i'm unless you're chris jordan because chris jordan might not be able to play because of these two australian quicks because dry richardson you know no matter how badly he does he has to play because of how expensive he was riley meredith was a surprising pick for me because he wasn't very good in the BBL, but has that kind of express pace. So, you know, might be able to do well on these pitches. Maybe David Milan. Well, again, for David Milan, he's not a guaranteed player in this team, which is mental to think about because they're going to play. So they're going to play two. They're going to play two. They're going to play two quicks, aren't they? Overseas quicks because their Indian quicks aren't. Yeah. I mean, Chami. But other than that. Yeah, obviously, you know, that's a very <laughs> decent bowling bowling lineup with two overseas quicks. Then they're going to play. Nicholas Pooran's not, not going to play. Mm-hmm. I can always forget about him. Yeah. And then, then is it Chris Gale or David Milan? Well, I think, I think you do what they did last year and you start with David Milan because he's the number one batsman in the world. And then you bring Chris Gale in, Universe Bass halfway through the tournament and turn your season around because Milan will be rubbish. The whole team will be rubbish and they'll need Gale to come back in. So I'm perfectly happy for them to do the same again. But they could chop and change those two guys. Um, I'm just I'm just surprised at the price Milan went for. And he's, he's down as an all-rounder on this, this list I've got in front of me, which is very um, optimistic, should we say. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm happy with that. What does he bowl? But a bit of leggy, doesn't he? Bowls a bit of leggy, a bit of filthy Joe Denley leggy. Google it. <laughs> Better than Dom Sibley, probably worse than Joe Denley. In the, in the middle of those two, if I had to... If I had to put him on a leg spinner chart. Um, I was going to say, yeah, England goggles for a second, boys. Milan playing in India, hopefully gets a run of games, fingers crossed, does amazingly. Um, I think he's already a, a pick for the T20 England World Cup side, but would a good IPL help him even more? Or is it not a bigger deal? Will it be a, an added bonus? Or is it? Or does he really need a good IPL to get into that team, if, if that makes sense? I think he doesn't need a good IPL, but if he has a bad IPL, it could mean that his place is more questioned because just primarily because of the location of the World Cup, because it's in India, if if he's not very good, then there's going to be the same old questions, aren't there, that there's been, you know, throughout his international career. And, you know, if I mean, what I'm hoping for is, you know, 500 runs, wins in the tournament, and then England win the the T20 World Cup at at a canter. Mumbai Indians, let's come on to the Mumbai Indians. Um, I guess their headline was was signing Arjun Tendulkar or Sachin Baby, uh, two different people, interestingly enough, uh, for 20 lakh. That was just a bit of a ceremonial one, wasn't it, boys? We, You were both looking at his T20 record. It's Will, is it any good? Or he's not played enough for us to know? Sample size. He's played two games. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I think basically he's there because he's Tendulkar Jr. And, yeah. and fair enough, why not? Yeah, why not make a lot of money off that? Well, it's not a lot, but it's some. I'm sure there's plenty more to come. Uh, otherwise, they signed Nathan Coulter-Nile for 500 lakh, uh, Adam Milne for 320, Piers Chowler for 240. Um, from Was that from Chennai they got him from? Chennai, Chennai binned him off, yeah. Um, that was interesting. Jimmy Neesham for 50. I like that one. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they only signed, what? two, four, six, seven players on the night. Pretty uneventful for Mumbai, really, but I guess they don't really need to add too much more. Yeah, exactly. I've got the the classic article up here going through the IPL auction, and it it tries to put up a fight. It says what this team needs for everyone, but (laughs) 
let's be honest with ourselves, but I don't need anybody. They could have not turned up, but it would have been fine. <laughs> and even some of these international players that they've signed, all well and good having Jimmy Nishima around. Why not? Hope he has a successful IPL. Good luck to him. But it's pretty irrelevant. Mumbai will be the favourites, whatever happened. I think I think the Jimmy Nishima one kind of, for me, it makes sense because you think about Kieran Pollard is, is getting old. I don't want to, I know we don't want to think about Kieran Pollard, you know, not being able to play every week. But well, more than every week. But <laughs> if Kieran Pollard were to get injured, then he kind of works as a like-for-like like replacement. Obviously, nowhere near as good, but he's there probably the closest thing to it. I, I like the signing of Adam Milne. He's the one that kind of stood out to me because he had, he was all right in the big bash. And he's been coming back from a big injury. So I, I like that because they kind of released, well, they released Coulton but then signed him back cheaper. And they kind of they kind of had fiddled around with that second overseas seamer last year and played James Pattinson a bit, then called to Nile, then they moved it around and they couldn't find someone who was settled. So Adam Milne is a you know, he's he's a he's a T twenty bowler, not decent T twenty record. So I like that signing. I think he could, you know, complement Boomer and Bolt really well. But obviously, you know, they're a fantastic side, so it's it's gonna be difficult to get into that side and they're definitely favourites. I bet that guy writing that article will have had a real tough time with that section of what do we need? You know, I know he, being a bit liberal with some of the language for some teams and he, he came on to Mumbai and went, oh, you know what? I just can't be bothered. <laughs> he gave it a good go, to be fair to him. And yeah, I, they, they will, despite what we've said about um, RCB and KKR already paying out as winners, Mumbai on a serious note will still start the favourites, right? Not only because they are reigning champions because that, that squad does look outrageous, really, doesn't it? Um, Chennai Super Kings then let's move on to them how have they done in trying to just get the average age down I mean to start they signed Moeen Ali 35 year old Moeen Ali oh no 33 going 34 excuse me we spoke about Moeen being 35 in our last pod and I think in my head he's 35 but that's 18 months down the line anyway Moeen Ali for um, 700 lakh so good for Moeen I was very very happy he got picked up a little bit more for him uh, decent amount of money for him and of course a chance to showcase his skills uh, ahead of the World Cup this year and then Pujara and then Gautham excuse the butchering of the surname there but 925 lakh who is he? I didn't I didn't know who he was Will the only relevant thing you need to know is he's also 32 years old <laughs> <laughs> so, they spent, so 33 and 32 years of age they spent the best part of 1600 lakh they're just sticking to the stereotype, aren't they? I think they must Google age first before anything else. I'm convinced they're trolling us at this point because they've got <laughs> they've gone out. They've got those two. They've got Pajara, who's both yeah. old and slow and not very. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Is there a plan here, or are they just going out and picking up whoever they can find and hoping they're good? I think it was it was so surprising they just didn't release more players because they just mm. didn't release that many players. And like they've kept, I've just looked in their squad, they've kept Mitchell Satner, who I think he might have played one game. They kept, and Giddy, who played a few but wasn't very good. They kept Imran Tahir because obviously Imran Tahir had a lot of fun, but he barely played last year. And they is could have all 42. got the chop. None of them 42. are any good. Yeah, and they signed up. So they've got Faf. They've still got Faf Duplessis as an overseas. They've still got Dwayne Bravo, who obviously is ancient but still pretty good, which is you know the classic. But... That should be Chennai's tagline: ancient but still pretty good. Well, not last <laughs> season, but hopefully this season. I mean, Sam Curran is kind of just you know ten years younger than anyone else in that team, isn't he? <laughs> I bet. I bet they're just talking totally different references, like the generational gap between Sam Curran and the rest. They must have no idea, like I don't know, films or TV shows. Like... You know. <laughs> They've got no They'll idea what to talk to about. They'll all be going to him like, can you make my font bigger? <laughs> <laughs> on on a cricketing note from this team, surely Moeen and Sam Curran are going to be fighting for the one spot. And then aren't they also fighting for the one spot in the England side? So this is probably the worst place Moeen could have gone. I, I really like the idea of them both playing together and both being really good in this and then both being really good for England. That's kind yes. of, I've just got that in my head. The middle, they can be Chennai's engine room mm. and then they can be, well, finishing room and then they can be England's finishing room as well. I engine room, but yeah, the finishing room. Me too, but, but <laughs> engine room in, you know, engine room in a T20 size like three and four, where they're not going to bat. Well, Moeen might. Moeen batted at three know. for RCB a couple of years ago. But what? Also, Sam Curran did as well, didn't he? 
maybe they will be three and four for England. There we go. They are the engine room. I mean, I, I, I love that. I love that spin for Chennai after the, the sort of old person debate there. And then, yeah, Pujara for the old ceremonial signing. The round of applause that went through the room, the ripple of applause was... was I don't really know what that was all about, uh, but that was fun. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see what, what, what they can do. I mean, weird side, but... Will, so it, will it, Dan? Will it be interesting? <laughs> it's more interesting than KKR, isn't it? I'd rather sit and watch a CSK game. Oh, actually, actually, no. I got so bored of CSK last year that maybe I don't. Who do I dislike more? Uh, Deadly Capitals. We've come to these quite late. They were very good last year. Um, Stein seems... <laughs> Signed Steve Smith uh, for 220 lakh. That was pretty early on in the auction. Uh, who, who who came in for him? RCB had a bid, didn't they? And then said, nah, can't be bothered anymore. So he went to Delhi. So he's united with um, Ricky Ponting. Tom Curran was their sort of marquee signing for 525 lakh. Sam Billings in, in the second go around for, for 200 lakh. That's fun for England. Uh, and then Umesh Yadav, we mentioned him being released. That was a bargain for 100 lakh. Um, a very good auction for Delhi, Will. You, you like this, don't you? I like it a lot. And I think, you know, I've, I've, we've had some good words for Punjab Kings, who I still want to call Kings 11. I think they had the <laughs> second best auction. Um, but yeah. I think Delhi probably beat them. I think Delhi had the best. Um, they, they finished second in the league table last season and got to the final. And they've added into that Tom Curran and Steve Smith. Yeah. Billings, I think, is a really useful addition because he can do some backup wicket keeping if Pant starts to fall off a cliff. Um, and looking at their bowling, they've got Ishant Sharma, who I think was either injured for all of last IPL or, or only played um, a small amount. So they've got him coming back with Rabada and Umesh Yadav and Noctia. So that's a pretty good pace lineup and a very, very good batting lineup. And you've got Ravi Ashwin and Axel Patel as your spinners. Oof. So. Oh, you've sold them. I'm sold. I'm sold on <laughs> Delhi Capitals. That's me. That's perfect. I completely forgot about Ishan. <laughs> you forgot because he got because he was injured for most of it. Yeah, I've, I think because Stoinis was pretty decent for them, you know, doing a bit of both. But hopefully, they won't need to rely on him for bowling as much this year if they can. You know, if they've got Umesh and Sharma as you know the Indian paces, not necessarily both of them will play because. Rabado and Nokia were both so good last year, so they both surely they're both in. I don't see how I don't see a place for Billings in this side though, because Smith plays no matter how bad he does. It seems Stoyness. I feel like Stoyness was good, and he can he can bowl a bit, and Billings can't. Maybe, but see they did this last year. It, ru- it kind of ruined the balance of their side um, when they when Pant got injured, and because they don't have a they don't have a sub. Indian wicketkeeper, they had to play Carey because they had Alex Carey, but then they then that meant they couldn't play Stoinis. Yeah, yeah, especially because they've picked up a overseas wicketkeeper replacement for Pan. I don't see a place either. But then again, two hundred lakh money talks. They might feel like they want to play him. Um, Billings tweeted actually that his girlfriend asked him why he wasn't a bowler because he would have made a lot more money. Correct. Um, but yeah, I, I see him playing. I think, as like Will said, as a backup to Pan, if he gets, would they still play Pan as a batsman? Are you saying, or they just maybe if he has a, a a bad couple of weeks, they can just draw him out the limelight for a bit and pop Billings in there. Well, I think the key thing that it gives them is is good options, and it's not like some of the other signings in the auction that we've made, and we've kind of gone, that's a bit of a weird signing. I don't see where that fits into the lineup at all. This is one where. There's lots of different things they could do with it, and all of them are actually pretty good. Um, and I think Zach's point is great about Stoinis being moved around so much in the last IPL because he had a pretty good season, but at times he was supposed to be doing their death bowling and opening the batting, and he's <laughs> supposed to be their middle-of-the-order big hitter. <laughs> so I think by bringing in Smith towards the top order, Billings, who could come in to keep or bat a bat higher if you need him to, and getting more bowling support, you can leave Stoinis to just be your score runs very quickly in the in the last six or seven overs and he might really thrive in that or if he doesn't you can bring you know somebody else in i think you're right that billings probably won't start the first game but if pan has some dodgy keeping he can come in with the gloves and pan could just become a specialist uh, you know batsman it gives them lots of good options with that yeah i'm sold i'm sold on delhi thank you that is a deep squad and some astute business in this auction very good you seem happy with that will you're happy with that for rajasthan anyway aren't you you think of changing you know, you know what? I just I like to see good business by sensible <laughs> teams. It's you know, 
It's a, it's a nice, refreshing change. Put that on your LinkedIn. I like to see good business by good teams. Connect with that geezer from Rajasthan and we might have ourselves a job. I want um, a pint with that man because I want to hear what he what Moneyball he thinks he's playing. Yes, I would love to know as well. I was trying to get him on the pod. Let's all connect with him and just say, yo, you got 10 minutes. We'd love to hear. Uh, he did have a lovely, you know, light pink blazer on though. So award goes to him for that. There's one more franchise, boys. It's the Sunrisers Hyderabad. I would have forgiven listeners and us three for forgetting them. Um, a forgettable franchise and a forgettable auction. They signed three players. I can't believe it was that few. Um, Kedar Yadav for 200 lakh, Mujib Zadran for fifty uh, for 150 lakh, and then Jay Suchif for 30 lakh. That was it. That was their whole auction. What's going on? What happened there? They had the sort of least presence in the room, I felt. And we had three people at the table and they were sort of pushed in a corner. So I feel like as if the organisers knew that they weren't going to be too bid happy. But uh, is it is it okay because they've got they didn't release too many and they've got a good squad already is, is what I would like to hear an answer to. I think they've just I, spent all of their money on the top three Prush Rashid Khan. They're just broke, <laughs> aren't they? Just a broke yeah. franchise. So who, who have they got then? They've got Warner Bairstow, Rashid, Nabi, who Will- they never even played. Williamson. Williamson. Oh yeah, of course. That's probably that's a lot of money. It's a lot of big mm. big names. Well, I, I mean, I can't see where Bairstow fits into this side because they moved. They kind of moved to like Holder played a little bit more towards the end because we that was something we called me uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Holder should play, and he did play. But they also had Mitch Marsh played like the first game and got injured, so Mitch Marsh is back and. So it's. I think it would be Mitch Marshall, Jason Holder, you know, Majib. They've got three people from Afghanistan now, but you know they don't have space for them in their lineup because Williamson and 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 Warner play definitely. And I think the big thing, the big thing for me is that thinking about Bhuvaneshwar Kumar coming back because he was a big loss for them, and the fact he barely played. I think he played the first few games last year, but and then got injured. So that's. That's their, I mean, it's not a signing, but I think that's the biggest thing that's kind of changed in their squad since last time. So, if anything, just pl- good players coming back from injury. They've got a lot of overseas players, by the sound you just mentioned, that are going to be hard to work in. That's like the opposite of Delhi, in which you see a kind of nice flow of how that team's going to work. It's all a bit top-heavy at Sunrisers, unbalanced, one might argue. <laughs> so, yeah, a really weird auction for them and uh, a franchise I don't care much for. If I don't care too much about many of them, but this one I care about the least. So yeah, that 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 sums up the auction, boys. I'm going to ask you uh, each one more question, or one question of two parts, before we end this pod, which is who had the best auction and who's going to win the Vivo? It's been put back to Vivo, by the way. It's not Dream Eleven anymore. The Vivo IPL 2021. Um, take your time. The best auction for me. I'm giving it to to your boys, Punjab Kings. And because they signed, you know, the the best T20 batsman in the world for for next to nothing. Simples, yeah, exactly. And also, they just bidded for everyone because they had loads of money, so that was quite fun. They were just in it for <laughs> everyone. Like they'd they'd be like closing out between two other people, and they'd be like, oh, oh here come Punjab Kings, <laughs> and to win it, uh, KKR because they've got because they've got Shaky Bal Hassan back, your boys. Partisanship. Okay, just for listeners, that is partisanship, but that's fine, Zach. You got a, you got a reason. Uh, Will, best auction and your IPL winner. That was a travesty, but I don't even care if Zach's joking. We'll still hold him to it when KKR. <laughs> I've got it written down, mate. I've got it written in hard ink. That's not going anywhere. It's written. It's clipped. It's archived. We've got it. Um, I also, I'd like to stir the pot with our listeners just for a moment by saying that I don't. I know that we've all decided that Milad is the best T20 batsman in the world and the stats bear that out, but I don't know if you're entitled to that t- crown if you've never played in the IPL. Whoa, whoa, I like that. Just... That is, Listeners, do get in touch. Tweet us, either us or Will, if you'd like to go to Will instead, <laughs> directly. You can please tweet me your hate mail. Um, I thought with, without Glenn here, I may as well stir the talk sport pot. Yeah, yeah, good, we, um... need, we need a one stir per pot, so thank you for that. I think, as I said, Delhi, I'm going to stick to as having the best auction. And I'm I'm very tempted to give them the nod for a win or possibly Punjab, but I can't look past Mumbai. Sorry to be boring. 
No, that's fine because I think we need some sensible, especially after that shout, we just need a sensible head on, sensible shoulders to say Mumbai. I'm going to agree with you that Delhi had the best auction and I, I was going to say Kings until you sold it to me, Will. That little, just you had a little moment just as we were describing it. I was like, wow, I'm in. So I have to go Delhi. And for that reason, I think they're going to win the IPL 2021. I think they're just going to do one better from last time. They've added only strength. Simple as that for me. I think I think the thing is we're forgetting our early shouts and the fact that Dan Christian is playing in this tournament. You know, <laughs> no, these shouts these shouts are without the Dan Christian element because we, otherwise mm. we'd all say where did he go again? Was it RCB? <laughs> yeah, I just forgot already. So this is like pre Dan Christian, but I've got that written down, boys. We'll had a great IPL, you know, uh, in autumn 2020. Zach's gone bold. <laughs> well, I, I want to change my mind already. Nope, I no, 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 no. Listen, we'd love to hear uh, your picks as well. So do tweet us at rainstoppod uh, with your who you think had the best auction and who you think had who you think will win the whole thing. We'll obviously have a preview bar closer, but an early stage who did well. Um, yeah, I like those shouts. Well done, Zach. Thank you for putting your head out there for us all. Um, but that will about round it up for today. That was your IPL auction special. Hope you've learned a lot. Hope we haven't been too harsh against your franchise or too kind to your franchise. I don't, whoever you support, do let us know. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week for a review of the third test in England, India. Very exciting. Quick predictions for that, lads. While we round this up, who's going to win that one? Uh, India. I've got India. I'll, I'll make it three for India. 3-0 to India. Uh, so we'll be back next week to review India's win and to go 2-1 <laughs> they'll go 2-1 up in the series. If I hadn't if I hadn't gone for KKR I might have gone for England no, because no. I can't I can't have my head out too far, you know. Yeah, you can't I'm go double you can't go double head out on one pod. You have to go wild then sensible. What I am saying for the same reason is Shubman Gill is going to star for both teams. Oh, there you go. That would have been a good reason if you'd pulled Shubman centuries out as KKR winning. We'd have had a bit more respect. Yes, that's your own fault, Zach, for not mentioning Shubman Gill there. So, anyway. So, Zach's gone for KKR and qu- he, he would have gone for England. I'm going to write England down anyway, Zach, because I know you will. No. You just got bullied too much. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you next week for that one. Uh, Zach, thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. And Will, thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'd like to disassociate myself from Dan's apology if we've insulted your franchise. If you're a Chennai fan, please send me your abuse. I'll be happy to read it. <laughs> I was just trying to be cordial there, but no, please, any franchise we've offended, direct all your mail at Singwill on Twitter. And um, we'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.